You're listening to Leveling Up, where we'll show you how to win at the game of life and business. It's time to power up your skills through life gamification with your host, Eric Sue. Okay, everyone. Today we have Hubert Pallon, who's the founder and CEO of Product Board. And Product Board is... God, I'm going to let him describe what it is, but I've been using it for a while and it actually helps us build a better product, right? It helps us with our roadmap. It helps us with features. It just keeps us on pace. And Hubert started a company a little over five and a half years ago. And it is the product management system that helps you understand what users need, prioritize what to build and rally everyone around your roadmap. So Hubert, how is it going? It's going great. Thanks for having me here. You described it perfectly. Wonderful. Great. So, well, why don't we start this way? Like, why don't you tell us a little bit about kind of who you are and what your story is? Sure. So I'm the founder and CEO of Product Board, and I'm a product guy, product manager by background. And, you know, I, I'm i from the Czech Republic, from Prague originally, that's the accent. But then I moved to Silicon Valley, got my MBA at Berkeley and got sucked in. And, you know, I embarked on the career of product management. And I realized that to be really great at product management, you really need to have great tools. And I was struggling with Excel's, you know, spreadsheets, PowerPoints, and then Jira's of the world and so on. Basically systems that were not designed to help you get done the product management job, understand feedback, centralize it all. Basically create like a CRM for product managers. You know, CRM is for the business needs, right? But when it comes to understand what is it that people need from the product decision-making perspective, you can go to CRM and ask, hey, if we build this feature, who is it going to benefit? Hey, what are the needs of this customer segment? You know, hey, what are the trends like? Where's the market going? What's competition doing? That doesn't exist in CRM. And so I figured, hey, let's build a system that's going gonna do just that got it okay i love it and so something like this i mean it's not something that i think a lot of people building products would understand like this is a problem but it's not intuitive where it's like oh i, I really need something because you guys are kind of like the first maybe quote-unquote product crm is that correct well we're the first product management system yep. you know we're tying it all together and we even advocate for a methodology or set of best practices how you should be doing product management which is something that we learned from the thousands of customers that we have and you know right. it's the best product folks out there I feel like for something like this though it takes time to get people to kind of educate the market on why they need product board so can you talk about the challenges of getting product market fit or maybe there wasn't any challenges you know better than me no, look, I, I mean, it's twofold. You know, we are not fundamentally changing people's behavior. Product managers and product decision makers, they've been around. I mean, in fast moving consumer goods companies like Procter & Gamble, you know, product management, even though it was called brand management, that art and science of understanding the segmentation of customers and their needs and what is it that they really look for from a product that, that has been around for a long time. And it's just that the product managers in the digital era you know things are faster there's more feedback there's more systems to learn from it's like you know more competition and so historically people have just been consolidating feedback in spreadsheets and shared docs and uh, and then kind of summarizing it in powerpoints and that was the way how they operated so for us the challenge is not really to you know if we're talking to a product manager or a product decision maker. It doesn't have to be product manager. It can be a designer. It can be an engineer. It can be product marketer. You know, they get it. The challenge is with the category creation. And so because it's a category that hasn't existed, if I tell you product management system, you know, you look at me with a blank stare because you don't know what it is. If I said CRM, you know, you say Salesforce, sugar CRM or whatever, pipe drive. So that's the challenge from the marketing perspective. How do you go about creating a new category 
how do you create the association in people's mind with product management system, what it is, and then that it equals product board. Got it. Great. I want to come back to that in a second, but how do you guys make money today? It's a subscription software, similarly to Salesforce or Asana. It's a per-user pricing. We have a free trial. It's not a freemium, but we have different tiers differentiated by the needs of the specific segments. It's roughly the pricing roughly aligns with the complexity of the company or the product teams. So like a small product team or like individuals and team and then you know larger enterprises. Got it. And roughly how many customers do you have today? We have over 2,200 customers from small companies all the way to big, big companies like Microsoft. Got it. That's awesome. So 2,200 customers, you guys raised around 19.7 million bucks. Any other numbers you can share around the business? That's what we share. We've been growing on the top, top, you know, top 10% of uh, companies in B2B enterprise space in the last couple of years. So it's, it's been really good. Okay. You know, I mean, building this product, you started the company, you know, 5.5 years ago. At what point do you think you actually started to hit product market fit for product board? Yeah, good question. It took a while initially. And we did a lot of iterations. And, you know, early, early days it was like, this is the 13th prototype, you know, we built wow. like an actually functioning app. You could sign in and, you know, so we, we tested a lot. Steve Blank was my professor at Berkeley. And so he nice. kind of taught me, get out of the building, you know, um, see the, see, exactly. Yeah. See the pupils, you know, uh, see the people's pupils dilate and, you know, all that. So we did that. And then early on, it just took a while because it's a complex set of problems. You know, if you think of a CRM system, which everybody knows, it's, you know, there's a lot of flows, there's a lot of functionality. And so it takes time until you hit kind of the minimum set in order to actually support the whole flow that product managers need from the insights gathering through prioritization to road mapping and kind of, you know, sharing the plans. But then, you know, once the product got mature enough to support that, then it started growing exponentially. Got it. And how long do you think it took to get there? It took a couple of years. We were in kind of like a private beta. You know, I mean, we did this kind of typical best practice, right? Put out a landing page, collect emails and information of people. We actually did it then where like sign up with the LinkedIn profile so that we would know. And then we asked some qualification questions so that we would understand the segmentation of people interested. And then when we were ready, we reached out to people and asked them, hey, this is a private beta. Do you want to come, you know, test it out? And then we had like first few customers the first when we started charging it was like first four customers you know that's what we did and we worked with them for several months for like five months and just collected feedback and slowly started adding people and then we actually won the nomination to be in the TechCrunch startup battlefield competition the 10th anniversary in 2016 and that kind of catapulted us because it was great pr and it created a lot of visibility around the company and that was kind of the first public launch that we did so that helped as well Got it. So do you think a rough estimate, I might have missed this, but was it a two-year journey to get there, three-year journey to start to see the traction, four-year journey? <laughs> Look, it was a two-year journey from we started working on it full-time and yeah. then to the public launch. Uh-huh. But then it took another year until yeah. we kind of hit the inflection point and really started okay. growing. Okay. Quickly. I love that. You know why I was trying to get that out of you? Because Neil and I recently just did an episode on the Marketing School podcast saying of every single business that we've done, it always takes three years is like the magical <laughs> number for it to just start working. And you basically gave us right now just a three-year number, which is like it gives exactly. to everyone, right? Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. It takes three years to become an overnight success. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So three years, guys, that's the magic number. And so get building right now. So 
I do want to talk about how we kind of use product board on our side. I mean, like, you know, being able to prioritize features, we use it for all our customer development notes are in it too. It has helped set us on the right track for the software that we have. And I don't think there's another tool out there. Like initially, I showed my co-founder who's technical and he's like, oh, no, we we don't need another tool, right? But then I kind of like forced the issue and we actually started using it. And it's been a boon for us because it just keeps things so organized. So I'm a tool guy. He hates tools, but yeah, I convinced him to use it. So that's (laughs) That's how good it is. That's awesome. So, okay. For you guys, 2,200 customers, what's working really well for you guys in terms of customer acquisition today? So, you know, it's not a homogeneous business because we are a you know bottom-up SaaS in the sense that you can come and sign up with a credit card and not talk to anybody. But then on the high end of the market, you know, it's a sales-touched, you know, enterprise kind of sales, right? And so the acquisition strategy differs. So we overall, we've really benefited from content and just being good members of the product management community and putting out you know, thought leadership and partnering with product leaders. So kind of, you know, content marketing. And the word of mouth then spread. You know, we have a Slack community for our customers and we participate in meetups and so on. So that has been helpful. And it really struck a nerve, this need for having a home, you know, like having a system that's home for the product managers, the system of record that the product managers own. And so that really helped. And obviously, but then, you know, we're doing all of the traditional marketing channels, you know, paid, you know, SEO optimizations. We just started doing outbound because we were lucky. We have still a lot of inbound traffic. So we didn't really need to scale outbound, but we're scaling it and targeting larger companies, you know, that's been working. That's awesome. Okay. And so you guys are in a subscription model. I mean, can you give us kind of an overview of what the different pricing tiers look like, just high level? Yeah, it's... um, the plans, you know, we have two roles. One is, uh, we call it the maker, which think of it as the editor, kind of the core user, somebody who's on the product team. And then we have also this concept of a contributor because it turns out that product management is an interesting function in a company in the sense that everybody wants to be involved in it in two ways. People want to contribute. People want to say, hey, I just talked to this customer. I just saw this competitor or, you know, I have an idea for what is it that we should improve or add to the product. And then vice versa, people want to hear from the product team, what is it that's being worked on, why, why this is on the roadmap, why something else is not on the roadmap. You know, it turns out that it's as important what is on the roadmap as what it isn't on the roadmap. It's kind of an interesting conversation. And so that's why we have these two types of roles, you know, the core product members, product makers, and then the contributors. And we charge per this product team member. We charge $49 a month for the lowest plan and then $99 per month. And then we have custom pricing for larger teams, you know, 10 plus product managers, product makers teams. That's how it's structured. Got it. Okay. That is helpful. And then of the 19.7 that you raised, what are your plans with it? Because we kind of earlier talked about like you're basically like most of it is you still have it sitting there. So you guys are doing well. So congrats on that first. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I mean, look, we're spending most of the money goes to hiring and growing the team. We're over 100 people now, 110 or something like that. So we grew and, and we started the year with less than 40, I believe. So that's, you know, where most of the funds are going, but we're, we're lucky to generate a lot of revenue from the business. But then, you know, we're scaling go-to-market as well, right? Like acquisition, not just paid, but events and, uh, you know, partnerships and all that is kind of part of the traditional marketing plan mix. So that's, you know, costly potentially, but obviously we have good unit economics, so it, you know, it pays back. 
but you know, the more you invest, the faster you grow there. Got it. Okay. A couple more questions as we work towards wrapping up. What is one big struggle you think you faced while growing this business? Because the first three years, I mean, there's got to be some stuff in there, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, initially it's, it's hard. We didn't raise the first seed money until like a year and a half into it. And so it is the story of eating ramen. And I, you know, moved the early team into my apartment and my <laughs> wife and I rented an empty, empty one bedroom around the corner. And we just, you know, <laughs> lived there on a mattress and she would get up in the morning and go to change in our place where my co-founder and <laughs> a bunch of other guys were sleeping on mattresses on the floor. So we've been through that stage and it was fun. But then later it really turns into people problems like how do you hire people fast how do you absorb all the new people and how do you share the context that the people who've been on the team longer have and just you know how do you build the processes how do you the scaling to different function after 50 people and now we're over 100 and that's the most difficult things and then you know you hire people that are great, but then, you know, they can't scale as fast because they don't have experience right. and it's hard on a personal level. And, yeah. you know, that's the hard. That's hard. I feel you, brother. Cool. Yeah. So what um, we're going to talk about kind of some of the things that you actually maybe some resources that helped you improve at these things. But also, I mean, you guys produce a ton of content. So question is, how do people improve at product management if they want to build something amazing? What resources do you have, etc.? Yeah. I mean, look, you can come to our site and we have this whole framework that we call product excellence, which is, you know, we looked at how the best companies out there approach product management. And it was pretty clear that it crystallizes into three key pieces. It's not just about the execution, which is an important piece. And it is, you know, we have all the JIRAs and agile methodologies that help us there. But the two other critical pieces are making sure that your product vision is right and it's really grounded in the deep understanding of the customers, that it's really grounded in the insights. And that's why product board, what you described, you know, you have this, you put there all the customer development notes and you put all the feedback in because you want to make sure that the whole team understands and is aligned on the needs. And that should impact and help you formulate the product vision. But then the even more missing piece and where companies fail the most is that between the vision and execution, there needs to be a very strong product strategy, very strong thinking how you're going to go to the market and how your first version of the product looks like and how the second one looks like and so on. And this is, by the way, something that's not really described in, in even like a lean startup methodology. A lean startup is mostly find a business model that scales and then, you know, go and scale and do a lot of hypothesis testing and so on. But there's very little that helps you strategically understand segmentation of the market and understand you know, user needs or jobs to be done or use cases you should focus on first. And then if you look at companies that have done kind of the strategic piece really well, I mean, examples like Tesla didn't start with a mass market vehicle, it started with a roadster and then eventually worked its way. The same with Uber, right? Uber started with black cars, exclusive yep. service, and then went superhuman, you know, popular... Yeah topic is the same thing. It's like starting with a small group of people who have high, high pain with email and they need speed and you can charge them 30 bucks a month because they're going to pay it. But you know, later on, it opens you the option to go down market and maybe create a lighter version of your application and start charging less. And you know, that's kind of like a strategic approach. So basically what I'm trying to say is that don't confuse the vision, the long-term vision with what is it that you're going to build next immediately. I frequently hear from founders oh, we are a tool for everybody and oh, we can do all these things. But that's a recipe for disaster because you're going to build something that's not great for anyone and it's just mediocre for everyone. 
you know, the story when Steve Jobs came back to Apple and famously cut down the product portfolio and said, like, we're just doing these four products, you know? And so it's kind of, obviously, between startups and Apple, you know, yeah. it's a little different, but it's the same idea. It's the same thinking. So product strategy, product strategy, product strategy. Learn as much as you can about that. We have some resources, but just like go to the traditional marketing strategy textbooks where you read about how you think about segmentation of customers and needs and where you start and where you go next. Love it. Any particular product books that you would recommend? Marty Kagan's Inspired is a great book. He's got a second edition and it, you know, it kind of summarizes it. There's not much on the strategy piece either, but in terms of the framework, you know, it's a good framework. The Intercom guys, they've done a lot of blogging around product management. Des and Owen are our angel investors as well. So, you know, we're friends. And I frequently joke that their blog, especially in the early days about jobs to be done and, you know, all that, that was kind of like, that should be our blog. It's game changing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Should be. It's like a product management thinking. Yeah. That's some cool stuff there. You know, I'm writing a book on product excellence. So when it's nice. done. You can read it. <laughs> nice. Cool. I think like you're filling a white space because not a lot of people talk about the stuff that needs to be talked about more. Do you guys have a podcast by any chance or no? We don't have a podcast. You guys would crush it with a podcast. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. To do it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. There's no doubt in my mind. And I would list it. I'd be your first subscriber. So what is one new tool that you've added in the last year? It can't be product board that has added a lot of value. So for me, like I, I got a Peloton bike a couple months ago. So that's been added a lot of value. So it could be physical or it could be like an app. Mm-hmm. Physical, I installed blinds at home that are kind of like high reflective and it's, you know, wireless and you can program it based on where the sun is. That's fun and cool. And the digital, I mean, I mentioned superhuman and superhuman is something that I use a lot. But funny enough, you know, I'm wondering, and it's an email app, right? It helps email. But I'm wondering how much of it is actually attributable to the product itself versus the fact that the change that was forced upon me to switch from Gmail to Superhuman actually made me think really hard about my email behavior and made me rethink how I operate. And because of that, you know, I use now Superhuman and I'm happy with it. But I almost feel like that if I went back to Gmail, yes, it would be slower and maybe I wouldn't have all the shortcuts. But the fundamental changes in my behavior. Yeah. So it was kind of an interesting thing. You know, and they onboarded me half an hour, spent with me, and it was great. And just like, you know, and I started from scratch and I and I'm still in book zero, I don't know how many months later. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Great. How about a must read book you'd recommend to the audience? So not a product related book. So it could be an entrepreneurial <laughs> book, etc. Yeah, look, I mean, there's this what is it, high growth hacking playbook, Elon. A high growth handbook that's so awesome because you know it's entrepreneurship everything it's funding it's board dynamics it's just like so practical that's a book i would recommend i don't hear people recommending it often enough i feel like oh it's a great one that one combined with extreme revenue growth those two are like uh, powerhouse right there yeah um, that's right cool so hubert this has been fantastic what's the best way for people to find you online well, myself, you can find me Hubert Fallon. I'm the only one of this name. My dad, I guess. We're, I'm Hubert the fourth. My son is Hubert the fifth. <laughs> Jokes aside, productboard.com. That's the easiest, easiest route. All right. Sounds good. Hubert, thanks so much for doing this. Everyone, go check out Product Board. If you're building a product, it will change how you behave. And that's what it's supposed to do because it's a great product. Thanks for having me. Bye, everyone. 
You may have completed this level, but many more bosses await. If you're looking to level up in marketing or business, just go to singlegrain.com forward slash leveling dash up to get access to our individual and team training programs. That's singlegrain.com forward slash leveling dash up.